It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Newtown Toyota. Good morning, Kevin White. How are you going? Good, thanks. How are you? Oh, Never been so whiz. happy to hear you. Oh, mate. Greg gave us the wrong oh. number. Mickey Barlow's been punted. I thought this is my second week I'm going to be booted as well. So appreciate you uh, you pick up the phone, mate. Commiserations on the uh, the tough result. You had an absolute blinder, mate. Have absolutely loved your aggressive mindset. What are the plans? Uh, the plans are to just enjoy some time off and uh, get home to the family in Wollongong as soon as possible. What does it but, look uh, like? Um, How long do you yeah, get not, off? Not, uh, well, for me, I'm off contract, so... Uh, whatever the off-season looks like is just to get home and bathe my fiancé's feet and um, <laughs> spend as much time with my boys as possible because it's been a... I mean, it's been a tough year for everyone, but probably more so the partners and wives and um, kids of all the players have, have done it the worst because they're the ones that have had to put up with um, chopping and changing schedules and stuff like that. So for me to get home and, and kind of just spend as much time with my family as possible and Really just enjoy that because as you get older, that's what you appreciate. No, absolutely, mate. So, Kev, I understand that the Perth players returning to Perth going into a two-week lockdown. Is that a similar situation for you or are you uh, free to roam? Yeah, so I'll be coming back to Perth with the boys. Yep. Um, as, as far as we know, um, we're just waiting on a decision from the WA government. Um, and if they lift that restriction, we'll be able to get out of quarantine. Yep. Um, that's... That's as much as we know. When that happens, we don't know. But, um, yeah, obviously it's a, not an easy decision. It's not something that um, any of us wanted to walk into, but there are sacrifices that I think everyone's made this year. And yep. um, it is what it is at the end of the day. You, you're not going to take, uh, I guess, honour and pride after a result mm. like that. But in all honesty, you got to tip your hat off the way you guys played and played with absolute heart and desire. Upon reflection, and I'm sure it'll be a week later as you're sitting there. I mean, how does the, the year look like for yourself personally, for the team? I mean, what did, what did Trev share in the, in the locker room afterwards? Um, yeah, obviously not how we wanted to go out. Um, few, and I mean, people keep talking about the injuries and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, team sports are team sports and teams have to perform under immense pressure. And I feel like we did a great job of that, but not the best job. Um, I still feel like with the team we had on the floor, we could have won. And mm. um, there were precious situations where we folded um, and we didn't do as well as we could have. And um, obviously Melbourne were just too too good in the end. Not ideal to go out and get swept in a grand final. But um, yeah, I just feel like there, when the pressure really built, um, we just didn't have the pieces and, and didn't, didn't really um, execute as well as we could have. And, um, you know, we gave ourselves multiple chances in all three games to win the game, yeah. um, win each game. And um, in those pressure moments, um, like I spoke about, we just didn't stand up. Um, although we fought and we played really hard, and I think everything we speak about when you sit down at the start of the season and you say you want to play the right way and you want to play a certain way, I think we tipped. Um, ticked all those boxes in terms of playing hard, um, representing the bloodline that is it that is at the Wildcats, and um, I think we did that um, without a doubt. Um, and we made a lot of people proud, but at the same time, I think we we could have won one or two of those games uh, very easily by just executing a little better. What do you, it, free agency starts in two days, so I mean, how are you feeling about that? I know it's it's a tough situation, but what, what's the the emotion with yourself? 
I don't. To be honest, I really could not care less. Um, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> like, uh, you know what it's like. I know, mate. Like, if I was 25, 26, I'd be sitting here biting my fingernails. Yeah. Um, I'm 34. I've got two kids at home, a wife that's in isolate. Uh, they're in quarantine. Um, yeah, my, I found out this morning that my boys were a close contact with someone at a cafe in Sydney. So oh. now Rach is in quarantine. Um, so for me personally, I'd like to be honest, I really couldn't care less. I would love to return to Perth and, and get a crack at with a full squad at a championship. Um, if that happens and I'm fortunate enough to play another year of basketball, I'm fortunate enough. If I'm not, I'm ready to get home and, um, spend a lot of time with my boys and, um, spend a lot of time bathing Rachel's feet because oh, she's, done the, she's done a tremendous effort this year, um, taking care of them. Um, she spent six months, the last six months of our, uh, pregnant by herself with Jeez, a two year old. And, um, she's had three months by herself looking she's up. A she's, so, a, she's a star, she's mate. A, oh, the all new Tony Kruger. Kev, mate, we wish you all the best. Uh, good luck to your kids too in lockdown. And we'd love to see you back in Perth yes. next year. All the best. Bad luck last Thanks, night, mate. Guys. You're an absolute champ. Thanks you, for jumping Thank on you. again. There's a lot going on in the world of basketball, Brit, at the moment. And mm-hmm. we've got the man. You're, you've got your finger on the pulse, the, the racing queen of Australia. And we've got the basketball man here. We've got the guru here, guru here with us. Now, I... I know a lot about basketball. I could probably run this segment, but what? <laughs> I know nothing about basketball. No, but you've got Greg. Hi, mate. Now, quickly, we did touch on the Perth Wildcats last night. Mm. What? How did you see that play out? Yeah, it's um, it was interesting. I, I, honestly, I thought they were gonna there were pa- a chance to get pants last night, yeah. especially at the start of the game. Floodgates um, open. Yeah, win by absolutely. twenty odd. And I do think if they didn't. Uh, if if they somehow got a win or two, yeah, one Melbourne would have seized up hard because just that way because they didn't. Like, Pretty much, yeah. To be completely honest, if they lost, it would, would have been the biggest choke job ever. Yeah, now, they they won. Credit to them. You can only play who's ever in front. Three of Three 0 They did a job, but realistically, they should have won convincingly. Yeah, like I don't think they look away. I mean, they'll be celebrating today, but mm. it wasn't one where you go. Oh, the, one of the greatest championship teams ever. No, I reckon last night when the siren went, they did a little ring a ring a rosy in the middle of the court. But that was about it. Then <laughs> yeah. they walked off and, and drank the Chardonnays. Yeah, and someone, <laughs> someone threw um, the Gatorade on their coach, and I was like, we didn't like that at all on no. the court. And they sort of moved on. It was a bit of a nothing sort of finish. Yeah, Britt, do you, do you enjoy the Wildcats? Yeah, I do. And particularly going there as well, because I think they've really, especially in Perth, I yeah. think they've really built up that mm. franchise. Well, good point. Now, it is for sale, Greg. Mm. Now, what you know, obviously, a lot more than we do, Craig Hutchison uh, over East owns a 25% share, I think, of Melbourne United. Correct. It's been uh, muted that they're going to buy Perth Wildcats, which... I don't know. I feel like we're going to lose a little bit of the Perth Wildcats. Well, I'm hoping we win our multi today, and there's a chance me and you, yourself and Britt can be the consortium to, to okay. buy them. Um, well, I need, need to add a couple more legs there. <laughs> but no, I'm, you obviously I'm, haven't looked at the track record yeah. of the multi. <laughs> right, uh, that's probably not going to happen, and I don't even think we're going to be able to buy the Rockingham Razorback. <laughs> but to be honest, I'm a bit nervous. Okay, like you bring in a, I think. Jack Bennett's always been that white knight. You yeah. Know, sitting at the bottom of the ladder. Has he made money out of Perth? No, nah, but that's... Oh, look, they've made money. Yeah, and so I, they've, run, they've run at a profit? Yeah, correct. Yeah. But I think that's the the issue is that I don't think that was his primary motivation. Like, if no, they had course. a bad year this year, he was still rolling with it. And that's my issue is, like, once you bring in a, a, a consortium, a group, an owner that goes, well, what's my primary motive, uh, motivation to mm-hmm. make money? 
can't make real like realistically. You're not buying uh, the LA Lakers, correct? No. And and this this is the thing. All it needs is one bad year, mm. and like everything starts changing. They've had an incredible run of success. You can't expect grand final series after grand final series because yeah. that's where they make the money. Yeah, of course. If they only make the semifinals, like they make about five hundred thousand, seven fifty just on those games alone. Yeah. So once that goes, I just don't know. And you look at that. They will they bring Bryce in there, yeah, whenever and pay him. He opted out of his contract. He's on a very good wicket right yeah. now. So I'm fearful that you just don't have that white knight anymore. That Do you reckon could... Bryce might leave? No, 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 no. I think because of this injury, I th- I, I actually thought before this year, I thought he would leave. Yeah. Like um, it, the way he was playing, one more chance at the NBA, give it a crack. But I think now in the current circumstances, I think he's like content being here. But do you feel a little bit uneasy about Perth Wildcats being owned by people over East? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like that if the actual brand isn't changing that much. I think it's built up so well over the last few years. Like, I've watched the emergence of, you know, people who didn't really follow basketball yeah. before. Mm. And, and now, it's a good show. that well, it's, it. a, it's a full show, isn't it? There's mm. a lot of casual observers now who have mm. probably been introduced to the sport and now love it and are diehard fans. So provided that that, that doesn't move from... You That's know, why I don't want it to, don't, to I, be going from 13,000 or whatever correct. down to 6,000. Why, why would it? Like, if, to, the, to the fans who are on the ground, do they really care who's owning it up top? Like, yeah, good question. How, good how much change actually happens, to, you know, for the fan experience and yeah. everything like that? I don't yeah. mind the point. It's, it's, it's whether they invest in that because that's a game night routine. That's yeah. what we're going to have to look at everything. I don't think people understand the circumstances. They'll look into what a T-shirt costs at a game yeah. to the uh, mm. you know, the cost of food and beverage. We yeah. know they can bring down the cost of single fins mm. there. So oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, If they do, I might turn up a little bit more. <laughs> but, yeah, everything will be under the microscope. So hopefully it stays the same. You can only hope so. And last one really quickly on basketball. Ben Simmons been absolutely under the bus mm. this week. Yeah. Uh, he choked. He yeah. absolutely choked. Didn't score in the last four quarters of the last four games. Uh, how do you see Ben pulling out of the Olympics? Uh, and he's not getting the love from the Australians that I thought he would. No, I think everyone looks at that from a being patriotic and you know, you just hope he plays the Olympics. Hasn't played since he was 16 or 17 years old. Mm. And then you compare him to a guy like Paddy Mills in terms of a guy that wears his heart on his sleeve. And, Loves it. And all of his culture... Um, being tied straight on and Australian and all that sort of scope, but the Olympics don't suit Ben. It's a smaller so court. So explain the smaller yeah, court. Not? Yeah, smaller court. Defensively, guys can pack it in. You have to be a shooter, Ooh. and that's what he's not doing. And so he ain't a shooter. Nah, and you can surround him with other guys, but you look Giannis. So when a, you say pack it in, that means in the key. Yeah, the, there's no the rule that nah. you see in the NBA and NBA. He's gone. Where you can just stand there. Yeah, there's an illegal defense um, rule where you have to have a, a foot in the keyway or outside yeah. the keyway. Where in the Olympic. Court. It's a smaller court um, on everything. The three-point line's brought it's in. It's weird that it's a smaller court. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think that's just the NBA, though, and always wanting to be different. Right, but, okay. it, but it's exciting, mm. though, because mm. you can't, you've can't. you got the athleticism. You've got to embrace mm. it because it does. It slows the game down. It junks up. That's why Europeans, because yeah. it's, it's what they play. So it doesn't suit him. Giannis doesn't suit the World Cup, who's arguably the best player in the world. It's not going to suit Ben. Tap Touch. The race starts when the bet's on. Tap Touch. Better your bet. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1-800-858-858. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. This is Brit's Best. Brit's Best. Now, if you don't know this segment, if you're not familiar, it's where we team up. Brit v. The Boys, we become uh, a united front. A united front. Yeah, we have a united front. Now, we do have (laughs) 
Britt, you're obviously the uh, lead um, racing analyst in Australia. The world. The world. I mean... Um, honestly, okay. COVID stopped you from Royal Ascot <laughs> okay. this year. Right, now, okay. you, mate, are <laughs> on <it>. fire. <laughs> We're on fire as an extension. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll had, say I am, too. You've had fire. You? <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll get to you in a second. <laughs> now, Britt, uh, the horse you selected, and, of course, all the winnings at the end of the year goes to Lifeline. Mm -hmm. So we're raising money. We're approaching $1,000, which is wonderful. Now, Britt, your selection last week was... Amasinus. And this is how it played out. At the 250, special choice reaches the lead from comes a time. Amasinus had to bide her time. She's now starting to pick up quickly along the inside, though. Amasinus at the 100 went to special choice. Comes a time. Parnham has to go for the whip, but Amasinus finds. Amasinus wins again. Six straight. Beat home, special choice. Comes a time third. Chocolates again. Lifeline gets another injection. Thanks to you, Britt, being an absolute star. Now, you did say on the way in that, um, oh, unfortunately for Lifeline, I locked in $2.10, <laughs> but personally got $2.90 at the no, track. No, we locked in two thirty, okay. and I couldn't believe the drift on her. Just before the jump, she's just going out, and I was like, oh, no, but I'd fix the price. She did get out to two ninety. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get that. But okay, we, get we got the win. We got so chocolates we'll in the that. account. Now, and for you me, guys? well, I've never had a winner. Not one. <laughs> I've been very unlucky. Now, last weekend, I had my multi set in stone, ready to go. Two legs. Two legs. Yeah. Three. Uh, tick. Tick. Now, as we were about to wrap, Greg goes, <laughs> hang on. I'm the basketball guru. I'm a four-time champion. I want to add a leg, which you did. Yeah, it was uh, Bogdanovich from Utah. Yeah. But I got excited. You can't, mate, oh. we're very similar. You can't go two legs. Multi's not oh, I know, right. but I actually said let's put Donovan Mitchell in, who, uh, I know. <laughs> who also <laughs> won. And now, unfortunately yeah, for me, uh, we lost again. But this week, I'm just going to quickly rush through mine because um, mine and Greg's, Greg's going to have yep. a little slither of something as well. And then we're going to pass it over to the absolute champion over there. I have a good feeling for you guys. Today. Yeah, well, I'm on. You. I'm on today. So I'm just going to follow the two games of footy today. A couple of young stars of the competition. $40. I'm going to have $40 on Andy Brayshaw to have 29 disposals for Frio. Love it. Going to dominate. Fifey's shoulders, not choppy. So no. he's going to be in and around the footy. And Matt Rao, the young gun from the Gold Coast, has been a bit slow back from his knee. Obviously, last year blew his shoulder out. 23 disposals. Matt Rao gets me $3.30, mm. $40 on that. But it leaves me $10. Yes. And with that $10, Greg, what are we doing? And we know uh, the listeners that uh, were listening to Luke Webster, yep. who gave us a margin, obviously, from your... Uh, query there, yep. and he said 14 points. 14 so we're points. going straight on the nose. $10. 14 points. There you go. So we are 500. Yeah, mate, if we, I'm upset you didn't put the 450, but I'll well, take the 10. I was going to do it and then Vic told us off. No, so, you have to be responsible, guys. We do, we do have to always get responsible. Put it in your multi. Hey, put it in, chuck it in now, Britt. Now, this is the one that people actually sit and listen yes. and wait for. Where I'm are we listening. Go? Yeah, no, I'm not. I've got yeah. the phone open. Right. No, what are we I, doing today, mate? I must admit, not as much confidence as last week with Amasina. Okay. This is a tough card, I think. We're going to go to the feature of the day at Belmont, the Strickland Stakes. It's Group 3 level, yeah. 2,000 metres, and Perfect. so many of these horses, I don't think we'll get 2,000 right. metres. Okay. So like we're going it. with the horse that is proven at the journey. This is her swan song. She's going to head off to be a mum after today. Oh, beautiful. So, so often, when they know that the breeding barn beckons they, or their retirement's coming, they can Pull out one last. Finish on top. Finish on top. So Love we're with it. Leading Girl. Leading, leading girl, girl in the main race. Can you just give me those numbers? Are you at race? It is race eight. Race eight. Number nine. Race eight, number nine. Leading Girl. Great name too, obviously, heading uh, off to become a mum. Yes. So there we go. There's our three 
bets for the day. Heading, of course, all funds going to Lifeline. That was Brit's best for Tap Touch. This for a seven-goal lead and the game for the St Kilda Football Club. Ross trots in, nails the goal. The Saints are as good as home. St Kilda won by 40 points last night over Richmond. 40. Outrageous. Dave, I want to ask this straight off the bat. What... Are they, are Richmond cooked? Are they done? Should they look for 2022? I don't think they can win the flag, no. No. no so if they, uh, today, if GWS win or Essendon, maybe Freo, but they've got to make up, I think, 12% on the ladder. Richmond are out of the eight. So Richmond could technically, they'll be 10th after today, potentially. So I think Richmond are in a world of trouble. I did hear Tom Lynch is back next week. Uh, Tom Lynch, love him, hate him. I love him. I mm. think he's an absolute star. And I love the way he goes about it. But I think Richmond are in a fair bit of trouble. Noah Bolton when went down last night with a knee. You're two in a go- fair bit of trouble. And it was a hard game to watch. Like 40 points in Kilda. They've been one of the absolute... They're, Richmond are almost equal with St Kilda on the ladder. And they've been the biggest rollercoaster ride of 2021. Rich uh, St Kilda. So, yeah, I'd be worried if I was Damien Hardwick. That's I really Richmond's would be. lowest score since 1961 and at the MCG since 1927. It was How crazy. Bad is that? And you watched it from the start, and you're like, oh, the shackles have come off, the shackles have come off. But it just never did. It was a hard game to watch. The night before was a hard game to watch as well. Obviously, Brisbane getting over Geelong. Yeah, no, tough start to the weekend. I was looking forward to the footy this weekend, thinking there'll be some good games. Granted, well done, St Kilda, 40-point winners. Mm. But, jeez, it's a hard watch to say. When was the last time they scored that low? 1961. What's that? 60 years. Well, I, I was coming home from a game and uh, my father-in-law goes, what was the score? And it was 60-22 and I refreshed my phone. Yeah, so times. did I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought oh, I've run out of data. So I was on record. So I watched it when I got home from the work function last night that I was last to leave. Um, <laughs> so I watched it on record and I jumped on Instagram by mistake. It's always an error when you're trying to watch something mm. without knowing the scores. And it came up 60-22 to 22, mm. and I thought that was the halftime score. Yeah. I was like... Jeez, it's got a pummeling, but you know, half time at least. I sat there watching it. Oh my god! If I could get those two and a half hours, I ended up going to bed in my two-year-old single bed and just snugging him. I was like, "This is ridiculous." What's the reason? Because they started, they started last year, but then they had a massive amount of injuries. But yeah. This year, is it the they've been so high for so long? I think there's a vent. We look at Hawthorne now, who mm. I obviously spent some time with. They are probably the worst team to watch on TV. Hawthorne. Yeah. There is not a lot there. Rewind only it's five years ago. It changes quickly. It just you've, It's the way the draft works. It's meant, you're meant to be up there not for three, four years like Richmond have been. You're meant to be up there for one year, two years, and then fourth the perch and go again. But it's so quick. Ten weeks ago when they last played, Tigers beat say, Yeah. <coughs> oh, no, the Gremlins. Not Brent. Oh, no, Brent's here. <laughs> Brent was almost back by nearly 90 points. Yeah, no. Uh, Richmond have, have been good when they've been really good and important. I, honestly, I just feel as though... The game style, the ambush style that they've played over the long period of time, they just put so much pressure on the opposition. Eventually, it gets tiring. And Noah Bolter goes down last night, so hopefully that's not a knee, but that's a 21-year-old who was carried off with a serious-looking injury. Mm. They've obviously lost Tom Lynch previously. Deion Presti is in and out like a yo-yo. Yeah, I, I, I think Richmond, whether they reload the gun next year, you know, Trent Cotch and those guys aren't getting any younger. Like, no. Cotch would be 32. So Rewalt. Rewalt would be yeah. 32. Like, they're getting pretty old. So I, I think Richmond might, they might, not saying they won't make the finals, I think it would be very hard to win the flag there. Mm. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends, the Newtown Toyota. Now, guys, we were just talking about something off air and thought we'd better cover it with our mm. around the grounds that we do every week. Now, West Coast Fever. Mm. What is this situation? It's bizarre. What's it is, happened? Well, 
the they've released a, a press statement last night saying how that they were they were so disappointed that uh, is it Melbourne Vixens? Yeah, the Vixens. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't. Mm. They they refused to travel. So they're not coming. They're not coming. Right. But then Melbourne Vixens' statement said that they were refused entry. So due to play tomorrow. Yes. The top of the table slash minus three games, not the top of the table. So West Coast are obviously favourites to win those games. Oh, I think Vixens are bottom. Yeah, so they're last, scrappers. Yeah, yeah they've won, they're eighth. They've won one game for the season. Mm-hmm. So the Vixens have said we're not coming. Or and why aren't they coming? What's the issue? I think the the issue was there was three Melbourne Vixen players that had I think they had maybe a time they they've been in Queensland. They yep. had a bye. Ran out the, yep, and then they went to Byron Bay, which mm-hmm. obviously now is in lockdown. Or they they so the three players I think Kate Maloney is one of them. Good player, uh, very good, and yeah. So, and Sherelle Joe, McMahon. Yep, she's only Vixen. Really. And, well, no, I think it is. And Joe Weston. <laughs> no, so, these Sherelle plays anymore. She's oh, about well, eighty. Say, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, sure. That's 40. why they're on the bottom ladder, mate. Yeah. Um, but so they they their leadership group. Isn't, has been refused entry, so they've okay. been offered the option. Hey, let's keep them in Byron, yeah, um, with some actors, and yeah, then, everyone's moved to Byron yeah, Bay, haven't they? Yeah. There's a show coming out of it, but, but then so then or and then replace them with development players or training players, right? They said no, we're not going to do that, and now because yeah, obviously we'll, they'd get murdered. Oh yeah, okay. imagine taking well just with the Wildcats, all right? So yeah, it's a good for point. It, but yeah, so yeah, this statement oh, it's a bit controversial. It's, I've just. There's two I, layers to yeah, it. One, I, one is the fact that they're not here, yeah. whether that is because that they can't get in mm, yeah. to the, the That's state. That's the grey area, isn't it? And then there's a the question mark, should have they gone to Byron? Should they not? Yeah. Well, should have they gone to Byron Bay? Whoa. What about me sitting on my high horse knowing I would have gone to Byron yeah, exactly. Bay for sure? <laughs> <laughs> what about me and you, I'm like, if someone said, do you have an offer? I went to Bali during the season one year for like yeah. three days, so I can't say... I would. So you two definitely would have. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, the optics, though, I just think it's like we understand. Remembering the fever and the and the situation they're in, mm. you know, I think this is a free hit to get a PR like benefit. So if they put their sword down and say, "No worries, let's reschedule if we can," or split the points. Yeah, everyone's making sacrifices. It's not ideal, and I understand nine thousand tickets have been sold. Yep. Geez, they get a good crowd, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And and they're on top of the ladder, so mm. they don't want to run ruin momentum. But I just look. I mean, you look at the posts and the comments and the it's feedback. The comment. So it's, West Coast Fever have been smashed, have smashed. they? Smashed. The comments yeah, really? on their Facebook mm. post were, uh, you know, they're not happy with how. Then they, you know, they're saying what a difference the word "bean" could be. They're saying that. Melbourne Vixen refused to come. Uh, and, and how different if you say have been, been refused, refused to come. Right, you know, okay. That completely changes oh, the I narrative. Just, I just wonder, because obviously West Coast have got the 12-point yep. sanction yes. for salary cap breaches last year. I just wonder in the background last year, because obviously the cl- other clubs are involved in what the sanction would have been, what the Melbourne Vixens may have suggested. I don't know absolutely nothing about no, this. You, no, you said. <laughs> but I, I wonder whether the Vixens were maybe a little bit, wanted to be a little bit heavier-handed on the uh, yeah, West Coast wonder. Fever. Maybe, and that's why they say, no, bugger you now. We've got our sanction, so now you can come play us. Who knows? But another thing quickly came across my desk. Now, Leachie, you've got your mic on. Hello there. So yesterday, it's nice to hear you uh, in the uh, Yeah, it's lovely. Leachy presses our buttons. Obviously, during Monday to Friday, we hear him for exactly. hours on end. <laughs> Thank you. But oh, very, very the good. Acro winning uh, legend over there. Yeah. Uh, now, Two-time our very own uh, Britt Taylor. <laughs> 
Oh, as, yes. as won an award. Ladies and gentlemen, we Yesterday. are... Yeah, we're amongst some uh, pretty heavy hitters here. Not a two-time Acro winner, though. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> Brittany Taylor, yesterday the winner of the Ladies of Racing Leadership Award, if you well, don't mind. Zan, have you got a little clap or something? Yeah, oh, I've got oh, a little yeah, bit of, of an Oscars bet going on oh, here. Because I'll, I'll read through the info for you. Nice. The 170 attendees saw one of the state's iconic racing personalities, Brittany Taylor, win the Ladies of Racing Leadership Award as the daughter of highly respected West Australian well trainer and former jockey Jim Taylor and the granddaughter of racing matriarch Lois Taylor. Brittany's background is entrenched in the state's racing history. Brittany has carved out a successful media career across multiple platforms, including Sky Racing, Tab Radio, Perth Racing, Network 10 and Triple M. Oh. And the first female jockey, of course, uh, the first female to provide mounting uh, mounted race coverage for uh, Network 10. So a deserving winner of the Leadership Award. Well done, Fred Taylor. <laughs> uh, we will Never really get into a bit of cats in the crater, but I do need to know, were you emceeing and oh, did okay. you give yourself the award? No, that is the rumour that's so going around. You I congratulate was yourself. the awards and it's nothing more awkward than when you're hosting the award and you get an award. Uh, and I started to realise, I was sniffing a rat when I saw there were three awards on my rundown and I walked in and I saw there were four bouquets and four trophies and I thought... Did you host by yourself? Yes. Oh, it's I definitely thought, you then. <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Uh, but the uh, manager was the one who actually delivered the award, so it wasn't too okay. bad, but I did have to awkwardly stand there. <laughs> well, now you are a recipient of a leadership award. I would like to appoint you our captain uh, of the show. I am the so- leader. This motorsport update is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Let's chat some motorsports, and of course, if you do love your motorsports, grab Rusty's podcast, Rusty's Garage, on the listener app. Good morning, Rusty. How are you? Legends, good morning. Mate, let's start with F1. I sat there. Max Verstappen was unbelievable last weekend, but so was our boy Dan Ricciardo, and things are looking good this weekend. Definitely, I, I, you're right. I, th- I think maybe the momentum started in France, didn't it? And he's putting last night's performance in practice potentially down to the Austrian schnitzels, guys. What about uh-huh, that? you beauty? <laughs> mm. Maybe that's the secret weapon. So he's gone second fastest in practice there. Jeez. We probably need to be a little just mindful about it. It's practice. But when you start your weekend that way, you, you, it's a great building block, isn't it? You've got a bit of spring in your step. Uh, hopefully he can keep that form going to the qualifying tonight and into uh, the race proper on Sunday, but second fastest. That's the most positive Absolutely. start, I reckon, to a, a GP that we've seen this year at McLaren for Dan. Yeah, really positive. Hey, we've been keeping an eye on Lewis Hamilton's teammate and whether there'll be any changes there. Is Bottas any danger of losing his seat? Well, it's, it's probably been brought to light, Britt, uh, even more overnight by the fact that uh, Valtteri had a spin in the pit lane. They tried Jeez. something different to improve the way he launches away from the pit stops to reduce wheel spinning. He, and and, and uh, he got the car completely sideways. He's got a couple of grid spots penalty as a result of that. Uh, and by contrast, young George Russell, who's been lent out, he's kind of the star recruit for Mercedes, but has been lent out to Williams. He's had a very good Friday over there. So we've got this comparison of the two and how they're going. And lots of people starting to wonder whether George may end up in that seat which, as you guys know, is, is up for grabs at the end of the year. Oh, well, look, I'll be happy enough to take that seat now, mate. Yeah. There's some talk. <laughs> yeah, the car would get up to about 60 k <laughs> with you in it. <laughs> mate, there's some talk around that some heavy hitters could be buying the supercars, and I know you know some people, so mm, any truth to rumour? Well, I, I'm not as well connected as you. I do need to point that out. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, a little bit of chat about this. So this has come from Speed Cafe, who are uh, a, a motorsport 
uh, outlet that, that cover news and things like that. They're pretty well connected. They heard some rumours uh, at the last round in Darwin last weekend that Mark Scaife potentially may be with a consortium. And Mark's, you know, enormously respected for what he achieved as a driver behind the wheel. Very well connected in the business community. So that's one. The other involves potentially Mick Doohan, the Morris family, um, and, and a number of others that are uh, Peter Addison, for example, who's behind uh, Greg Murphy's wildcard bid at Bathurst. Mm. Uh, some talk that they're in a group together as well. So uh, it does sound like there's good local interest in buying a significant stake in supercars. Mm. Watch this space. Yeah, heavy hitters indeed. Hey, finally, there's some Sons of Guns performing very well in the sport of uh, motorsport in the last couple of weeks. Well, what, what about the fact we just talked about Mick Doohan? So his son, Jack, is actually going down the four-wheel path and is racing in the third tier uh, that, that, that sort of leads to Formula One, what we call GP3. He had a win last weekend. Breakthrough for him. That's awesome. We've mentioned on the show about Remy Gardner, Wayne's son, mm-hmm. continuing on his winning ways and is uh, doing enormous things in that Moto2 championship. And then in Darwin, Troy Bayless, the Triple World Superbike champion, his son, Ollie, had a breakthrough win in the Australian Superbike Championship, and it all happened on the same weekend. Crazy Jeez. alignment of planets and some real sons of guns, as you say. Oh, mate, that sounds amazing. Look forward to the future with those sons of guns. Mate, of course, if anyone does want any more motorsports, grab a Rusty's podcast, Rusty's Garage, via the listener app. Thanks, Rusty. Enjoy your weekend at the races. Get into those schnitzels, guys. See ya. Mm, well, don't worry, I have a few Chips times recently. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. See if you can save $500 off a solar power system. Head to solarhub.com.au. Well, here we go. The moment we've all been waiting for. Yes. Mickey Master, or now known as Grief Guru. Five questions, five answers, $200 in your pocket. Mm-hmm. On the line, eagerly waiting. And the big thing we want to know, Link from Paramar. How are you feeling? Oh, yeah. Bit, uh, bit cold out here. Got it the, is uh, cold. Got wearing the uh, brass balls this morning. Where are the brass balls, Lee? They're frozen. Yeah, yeah, they're bloody freezing, mate. Right, yeah. okay. Brass balls, I've never heard of that. So no. uh, what's on today, Lee? Uh, just working this morning. What do you yep. do for a crust? Uh, we do landscape maintenance, you know, fix a bit of retic, you know, look ah, after beautiful. a few commercial properties. So, yeah. Do, you, do yeah. you know we had retic installed into our place, and for some reason a pitchfork was around home. The first day we had retic put in, I stuck the pitchfork through the pipe. Day oh one. Oh, my God. No joking. Yeah, day you, one. Gone. You know, there's, you know there's gyms, mate. You don't need to go around putting holes in the ground to get fit. You know? Yeah, I know. I know that, Link. I just made an error of my ways, and it's been 12 months, and I haven't fixed it. So, oh, really? Uh, number one. Bang. Well, there you go. $200 now. Link. That's yeah. enough from you. No, all right, mate. We're going to pass uh, how, you. Like, how's, uh, how's Brit's dad anyway? Is he grumpy today, Brit, or not? Is your old man grumpy, or is he all right? No, he's good. He's good. He's good. I've, I've done a bit of work at your property too. Oh. oh, there we go. There you go. Yeah. The, the mansion got a bit of retic, would <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the mansion. Yeah, yeah, they got they got a full track down there now. It's beautiful. Yeah. Nah, it is nice. And we we're talking the other day about taking the kids down yes. to uh, to the farm. Looking forward to that link. Of course, there's five questions, two hundred dollars. You can ask for help from Brit or I once in this segment. Okay. Once. Okay. All right, All right. mate. Pass you over to Greg. First question. Perfect link. Good luck, mate. Multiple choice for the first one. What jumper number did Luke Shuey wear in his waffle game last weekend? Just waiting for these. Number 50, 65, or 80? What number? 
What, what jumper number did Luke Shree wear in his waffle game last weekend? 50, 65, or 80? I like multiple choice answers. Mm. A reminder, you do have an opportunity to go to a Brit or myself here, Link, or if you want to have a yeah. stab in the dark. Jesus, I mean, who goes down and watches that shit? Oh, hey, Waffle's good, mate. Mate, this is how feels on the broadcast. Good, it was the West Coast team haven't won a game. And they Jesus, won last they, week, mate. They beat Subi at $18. Yeah, I know, I know. Jesus. <laughs> what oh, were the options? Link, what do you want? Oh, I'll have to go with X, I think, because yeah. I don't, I don't oh, even know that. From mate. All right, Link, we're going to lock in number 65. Luke Shuey wore 65. number 65 down at the Waffle on the weekend, I believe. Is that your final answer, Link, 65? Yeah, well, I'm, only, I'm relying on uh, the X-Man, yep. I'll give you my address after this. Come the, fix that retic. The yep. big problem is now you have four all on your own. Oh, good. Oh, I know. That is scary. All right, number. we're going to go to question number three, which is... John Rahm was the winner of the third golf major of the last week, the U.S. Open. What nationality is John Rahm? I know this, actually. You can't. Yeah, you're no good. There's no hire a mate. (laughs) I need to hire a mate. No, you've you've lost your mate. You've used your mate. John Rahm. Can I I find Eddie Maguire or not? (laughs) Who? Big Ed, no, yeah, uh, you can't. Link, you're going to have to have a stab in the dark. We'll give you a clue. It's a European country. Yeah. Well done. Um, shit. Five. Obviously not quick on Four. the old Google. Five. Link. No, I'm not. Have oh. a guess. One. Anything. Wouldn't have a clue. Oh, Link. Uh, they do great power there, mate. Uh, Spain. Spain is Spanish. Unfortunately, Espanole. Link. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry, Espanole. mate. But uh, next week, of course, same time, $400 up for grabs with Greg the Guru. I assume mm. that you'll be back, back. again Thank next you. week, Greg, because of the issues we've been going through. But, uh, Link, mate, have a good weekend. And uh, Britt said next time you're out at the house, drop by and she'll make you a coffee. How's yep, that sound? Perfect. 40 Lake Fleury Floriot is Zave's house. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, mate, just the backyard. Help yourself. There's two labs in the backyard. Go. Your life. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Newtown Toyota.